Welcome to the Man on Podcast. I am Darren and with me today is Martin and Craig as always. How are you doing chaps? Yeah, good to be back, isn't it? We've had a couple of weeks off for various reasons, international break and the Queen and all that. So yeah, looking forward to football back this weekend. Yeah, it's been a while. I've actually taken like three or four days off, like completely switched off from FPL. I've not even looked at like FPL status for price rises or anything. I think for the first sort of eight weeks, I think I've at least checked price rises every day and checked the predictor sites as who might go up and down. Um, because I, that was one of the, my goals early on was to not like lose value on players. So I was monitoring that really closely. Um, but this week, um, because of the international break, etc., you kind of always know you might get a late injury or something. There's obviously been a couple this week of rumoured injuries. So I've not even been looking at status or price predictions or anything. So it feels a bit weird. I feel a bit out of the loop, even though it's only been like three or four days. I feel like I'm flying a bit blind a little bit. I went to Ibiza for the international break. Just couldn't be bothered with it. <laughs> That's a nice touch. Yeah, I wish I could have done that. Because um, yeah, it's been a it's been a bit of a slog here uh, <laughs> with no football. I think for me anyway. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I did, it's not been too much on price rises. To be fair, is there? Um, no, I can see people moaning about it. Yeah, everybody sort of excitedly activated their game week nine wild card, thinking. Yeah, going to make millions out of this and it's yeah. just not, not really happened does it but um, no. and everybody that has risen I think you know game week a lot of game week eight wild carders would have had them anyway so um, so yeah it's been uh, been a bit quiet isn't it but we've got fixtures to preview now and uh, a game, game week ahead of us we have we've got uh, I believe the first thing we've got is a premium a premium player comparison am I right Craig? yeah so there's, there's obviously a lot of people that wildcarded a couple of weeks ago, um, maybe took Salah out, um, maybe put KDB in. I did. Martin did as well. Um, so what? What basically looking at what's the plan now, really? Do we stick with KDB for a bit? Um, do we move back to Salah or maybe even do we move to Son? Um, the, the problem with KDB, we'll start off with the, the main problem. The problem with KDB is that he blanks um, against Arsenal in game week 12. So realistically, I think most people will be eyeing up Salah for that game. Liverpool have got West Ham at home that week. So I think a lot of people will make that move at some point. It's just a case of when. If you're wildcarding this week, um, which one of the two do you maybe go for? KDB's in, in pretty good form at the minute. I think he's got a fair few returns lately. Um, and I think there's arguments that Man United's a good game for him. I don't think we'll talk about that in this section of the pod because we're going to do a match preview later or maybe we could talk about it then. But the, the way I was going to look at this is just um, the fixtures that the three have had. So this is Sun as well, who obviously came back into form with, with the hat-trick against Leicester and then scored a free kick against Costa Rica uh, in national duty as well. So I think there's a general feeling that he may be sort of back on the radar again as a genuine option. So they're the three premium mids I think a lot of people will be looking at. Um, may already have one, maybe don't have one, but a wild card in this week, not sure which one to get. And so I just I thought I'd look at it from a from a fixture perspective. So I started on September the third, because all three of them played that week. Um and then running up to game week eleven, which is the weekend of October the sixth fifteenth uh, and sixteenth, um, Liverpool men men uh, Man City play on the Sunday. So you you can see on the screen now that there is a possible how many games is that? Eleven. 
um, possible fixtures for all of the three between September the 3rd and October the 16th. So it's about 40 odd days. And I think I think it's 44 days, um, 43 days for Sun because Tottenham play Everton that day earlier. So a possible 11 fixtures in 43, 44 days. That's not ideal, is it, for p- people who play every four days as, as an average? And so I just look. I thought I'd look at the minutes so far that the those that have, that those have played, and then try and maybe gauge when they're likely to get a rest in the coming game weeks because that may dictate who you want and who you don't want. So so looking at De Bruyne, he started all six games so far since September the third, including two lots of ninety minutes in, in this international window against Wales and Holland, um, and seventy eight against Sevilla, seventy two against Wolves. I think they're likely. He'd, Likelihood is that he plays 90 this weekend against Manchester United. Big game, obviously. He's going to be pivotal to that. Maybe if they're 4-5 new up men sitting, he might take him off. But I think it's likely he plays the full 90. And then there's a, an interesting run of three fixtures in six days where they play Copenhagen twice and Southampton in between. And and then they've got Liverpool afterwards. So I think I think it's clear the Bruyne will play the full 90 against Liverpool as well. So it seems like he's going to get a break at some point either in one of the Copenhagen games or the Southampton game. And my gut feeling is that he'll play both the Copenhagen games. Um, in general, I think Pep tends to want to win the Champions League group and qualify quickly. He's not normally one to rotate um, in early Champions League games. And the other thing is that that's obviously the game right in the middle of that really tight fixture run. If he plays the second Copenhagen game, he still gets five days off before Liverpool. The, the logical rest game in amongst all this stuff for me is that Southampton home game. And it's probably the game, if you if you keep the Bruyne this week, you think I'll keep him because he's got Southampton next week when Salah's got Arsenal. But obviously that's no good if, if the Bruyne isn't playing. So I have him at the moment, the Bruyne. And if I'm being honest with myself, I think I like Liverpool's upside a little bit more this coming week against Brighton, new manager. They've obviously got to get used to new ideas and things. I think City will do well against United, but I'm just a bit concerned that Liverpool are a better game this week and then I think De Bruyne may get rested or at least limited minutes, maybe come on as a sub or something. So, yeah, he's got, he's played a lot of minutes so far in this in this run. Um, and he's been, yeah, and he's got 11 games. Compared to Salah, who Liverpool already missed one league game on the weekend of September the 17th. He's also been sent home, as far as I'm aware, from Egypt duty. So he played the first game of their double over the international break, but he's, he's been sent home, won't play the second one, which I think is meant to be tomorrow. So he's already had quite a lengthy break. So I've got no real concerns about him playing this next batch of five to come following this weekend, although they're all, again, quite close together. Um, I think his minutes are a lot more secure. I know Liverpool have got a few attacking players back, Yota, players like that back now, Nunes. But I still think Salah will play all of them, yeah. and then on, and then on to Son, who's who's playing tomorrow against Cameroon, so that's less rest. I, I'd imagine he'll he, now he's in a bit of form. I think he'll probably play the Arsenal game. Um, I'm not sure how much he'll be rested, to be fair, across um, the next five for Tottenham, but he's obviously not as now. I don't think as De Bruyne and Salah with the with the Kulusevski and Richarlison around and things, and in general. They've got no big rest between games. Constantly through this patch of games, they've had two or three days rest, um, Tottenham. So I worry that he's probably going to get reduced minutes as well against the next five. So I think that the, the gist of this is, do you keep, do you keep De Bruyne now? 
Um, do we seriously think he'll be rested in the Southampton game or one of the Copenhagen games? And is this the week, if you have got him now, do we move from him to Salah? I, I say on my wildcard, I saved exactly the right amount of money to do the move. So if Salah goes up 0.1, I can't afford it either in, in the coming weeks. I'm definitely going to do it um, at some point in the next few weeks. I say Man City haven't got a game in game week 12. But is it the best time to do it now, looking at these sort of the, the days of rest between fixtures? Probably best to ask you first, Martin, as you've got him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was seriously considering bringing in Salah this week for the Brighton game. Um, and, you know, possibly possibly going with him as captain, sort of take on Haaland for a, for a game um, as a bit of a differential. It's nice to have Salah as a differential. It's not often you get to say that, is it? But obviously, it, Isak's the problem now. Um, like, he might become the priority. But I suppose if you did... if. I'm thinking if I do keep KDB this week, I don't really have a problem with having KDB against Man United um, and I'll just captain Haaland, that's fine. Um, and then the Copenhagen game afterwards, you, you could make a decision on the Southampton game maybe based on that, couldn't you? So if he if he plays against Copenhagen, if he starts against Copenhagen, you, you've then got a decision for the Southampton game, haven't you? Like, is, How likely is it that he's going to play? Could I go to somebody else for a week then? But then, it, but then it's such a such a good home game that you probably won't risk it, will you? So I think it is really tricky. Um, honestly, I honestly don't know what I'm going to do. Um, but I do, part of me wants to go to go for Salah. Because um, I think the upside is there with the new manager. Um, he's going to get more of a rest. Um, you know, he could, we talked about when we did the wildcard pod that these players that have had a slow start. Not that Salah's really had a massively slow start. He's still one of the highest scorers so far, but he's just not quite been as explosive as he can be. We said on that wildcard pod, didn't we? You know, the likes of Son, Bowen, etc. They will, their time will come. And then Son duly went and scored a hat trick. So I'm kind of conscious. Maybe maybe that's swaying me too much that I think our oh, Salah could go and do what Son just did. Um, but. Yeah, I don't. If you if you end up holding him, Craig, and then he starts against Copenhagen, do you think you'd keep him then for the Southampton game or not? No, probably not. I, I'm pretty sure he won't miss the the. He'll, he'll play the second Copenhagen game. I think the rest game will be the first Copenhagen game or the Southampton game. So if he plays that Copenhagen game, I think it's. I'd be pretty convinced that he misses the Southampton game. Or at least doesn't start it. I know he could come on for half an hour and still get points. Um, I think if you if you're on wild card this week, I think you just get Salah, right? I think it's a bit of a no brainer. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. If I was on wild card, I'd just get Salah, hundred percent. Yeah, but for us, um, yeah, awkward. Well, Isn't I was going to say I don't have any of these three, and if you were going to ask me to pick one going forward, it would be it would be Salah. If like if you said like you have to have one this week, it. Yeah, for me, Salah. Um, definitely against Brighton. Yeah, it's the full day's rest as well, isn't it? Like Salah's coming back from having a decent rest anyway, in all fairness. Whereas, as you rightly pointed out, KDB just played two 90-minute matches. Now, he should 100% be playing against United, but uh, you know it's still not stupidly easy. And then you're right, I think you need to weigh up whether or not he plays that Copenhagen game. Um 
So I think if you've got KDB, it's potentially worth keeping him. Uh, but I think if you can make it to Salah with no hits or anything, then maybe. maybe I, make the switch. I think I'm going to hold on the fact that even if I got Salah, I wouldn't captain him. If I was genuinely going to captain him this week, if I owned him, I'd probably be inclined to do it. That's a fair point as well. Um, by waiting as well, October the 15th, I know on that weekend at the bottom of this this table, Tottenham are the best probably captain team. Now, I'm not against maybe moving to... If I hold De Bruyne, I'm not against maybe moving to Sun further along and maybe Sun on to Salah. I, 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 I think Salah in, in 12 is, is a definite for that West Ham game win. Yeah. But do I move to do I do a little sidestep to Sun then on to Salah to get a Sun captain against Everton? That's in my mind as well that that is a possibility. Um, it just feels like at the moment, as much as I just wildcarded, I've kind of booked myself into quite a few transfers. I want Zaha, um, for example, soon. Yeah. Um, I, I've got. I don't think I want to have. I've got triple Man City at the moment, and mm. I've got and I've got Martinelli. That's obviously a problem for game week twelve. Yeah. So I've I've booked in a couple of transfers already, really. Yeah, it's a good then, point you make about game week twelve, actually, because if you did if you did go to Salah this week, and then let's say Salah did outscore KDB, which he could quite easily do, right? Then not only have you scored more points this week, but you're also maybe a little bit ahead of the game for game week twelve. So th- that's part of the upside as well, isn't it? I guess you're not you wouldn't only be points up; you'd also be a transfer up on people that haven't got him yet because he's definitely going to be the most captain player game week 12 by a mile, I would have thought. And most people have got Haaland and Martinelli. And I think they're the two players that are probably highly owned that people will hold through game week 12 and bench. Any other City and Arsenal players, I think are probably easily more, um, easy easier to sell. So mm. anyone that has got KDB at them, I don't think they'll be holding him through game weeks. Well, he's the obvious feeder to Salah, isn't he, for, for those that haven't got him. So that's going to be a booked-in move for a lot of people. Then you're playing a game of how much is it going to cost you. At the moment, I think De Bruyne is 12-2 and Salah's 12-9. Yeah. Uh, doing it this week, you obviously maximise that. If you wait, you could be De Bruyne 12-1 and Salah 13, especially if you don't want to make the move very early on in game week. Well, I, 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 we had to do the same, Darren, right at the start, right with Kane and Haaland. We had to literally make the transfer on the Sunday night because yeah. the price changes. That's probably going to happen for KDB to Salah as well in 12. Yeah. We're locking ourselves in for a move right at the start of a game week, probably down the line as well. So um, it, is, it is tempting to get it done early. I've got the same problem that you mentioned, Martin, about Isak. We'll touch on that later on as well. But that's yeah. probably a little spanner in the works. And I was kind of quite in the back of my mind, I wanted to hold two transfers for next week just for... I was almost certain I was going to roll and now I'm everything between roll one transfer and minus four but yeah the only thing that's saving me a little bit is I'm 0.1 short of doing KDB to Salah and Isak to Tony as much as that would be a hit for me I think I may have been keen to do it this week just just why I could afford it but the fact I'm 0.1 short obviously takes that temptation away and I don't think there's a cheaper striker than Isak that I really want I know you, you like Solanke and there's maybe a few other cheaper options, but it doesn't interest me. I think all the, the, the players I want from Isak are more expensive. Yeah. So I can't do that double move. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's a quandary. Um, I don't know what extra information I'm going to get this week that's going to help with this decision, to be honest. Um, no, yeah, we'll just see later on in the game week. But it's, it's yeah. in my mind that this, this transfer is going to happen at some point. So do I just do it this week and get it done? 
Yeah, um, it's it's good to talk. It's good to talk it through. I'm still not 100% sure what I'll do, but it's good. I'm, I'm clearer in my mind, having spoke that through now, sort of the pros and cons of it, because I hadn't really considered, you know, with Salah previously, that you are a transfer ahead for game week 12 as well. Um, I hadn't really considered that if you do keep KDB this week, you know, at least you get to see whether he starts against Copenhagen. Yep. Um, before you think about the Southampton game. I just again, as I've mentioned previously, I think the trouble with that is because it's Southampton's such a good game, you're just going to be tempted just to keep him because you're not going to want to get burnt by it. Um I think he'll so, play minutes as well, even if it's mm, twenty. I think he'll play a part in that game. Just not not as many minutes as you'd ideally want is yeah. the problem. But so yeah. I, I, I think for me, the decision's clearer now. I'm either holding KDB right through to, to Liverpool, um, or I'm getting Salah in now. Welcome to the club, Martin. Welcome yeah. to the club. <laughs> nice. Um, um, yeah. And Son's... I, I Son's... Darren. That Darren hasn't got any of these decisions. Lucky Darren. No. I am lucky. I am. And I looked at my team earlier and I thought, you know what? It's actually okay. I'm all, I'm all right with not having these decisions. I mean, the, the, the one thing I would mention, obviously, is Tottenham have got Arsenal in the next game, which by all means, the way Arsenal are playing isn't easy. Then they do have Brighton and Everton. So that premium, yes, you could potentially get Son in for Brighton and Everton. Or, you know, you have also got the other option of maybe using that money to... Um, swap a midfielder and a striker and then putting Kane in alongside Haaland and, and reducing the price of a midfielder. It's an option there as well. Especially if you've got sack now, I suppose it's an option. Hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an option as well. Definitely. I think that that Tottenham three. schedule, that Tottenham schedule, by the way, is outrageous, isn't it? Like They've <laughs> yes. really got the short end of the stick there, haven't Real they? Real shitty stick for Tottenham, if I'm honest. Right, they, considering they, Perisic, you can't you can't have Perisic, can you? Either with, with he's those looked guys. really, he's looked really, he looked really off it in the last game, yeah. didn't he? I think, and uh, he's yeah. just a man that's going to need a rest. Simple uh, as that. He played on, he played on the opposite side, didn't he? And it didn't, he didn't look happy didn't, there didn't but, um, at all. So I'm not sure they'll do that again. But didn't yeah. he injure Heiberg in a friendly as well, or something? Which is probably not ideal for Tottenham. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> we should play. Oh God, did he? <laughs> Well, it was the other way around, wasn't it? But uh, it was the other way around, I think. But he played, Perisic played yesterday, so he's fine. But um, yeah, uh, he's, he's all good. But yeah, that's really shit for Tottenham. They get the Wednesday Champions League game and then they've got to play Saturday, whereas Man City and Liverpool get the Tuesday Champions League game and get to play on Sunday. Um, I'm not sure quite how that's worked out, but there we go. Very harsh. Uh, should we jump into our previews of the week or the weekend? Yeah, go on. First one is a big one. <laughs> Arsenal Spurs. So, uh, what notes did I make on this? I think it's really tough to call this one. Arsenal haven't kept a clean sheet at home yet. Tottenham have scored in every game so far. Um, and Martinelli, people considering selling Martinelli on wildcarders wild this week, aren't they? So... I'm I'm considering getting rid of Martinelli. Remember, just as a transfer. Just as um, a transfer, yes. Yeah, I think I think it's probably reasonable. He 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 went up another point one, didn't he? So you get another actual point one of value out of it. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, Tottenham at home, Liverpool home, Leeds away, then a blank. 
I think it's reasonable to do it. By the time you think about getting him back, you may, he may have, or I'm almost certain he would have dropped again anyway. So you're probably not going to lose that much value. Um, no. So I think I think it's reasonable to consider it at this point. I'm probably looking. I either get him back for Leeds potentially, and then he's got a blank, so that'd be pointless. So probably if I do get him back, it'll be around the Southampton game. Um, but I haven't decided yet uh, what's going to happen that far ahead. I think I've said before he's my the one way men Harland to be fair. I, not solely because of the value I've got tied up in them. I've had them both from initial starting prices, but I just think they're too good value to to sell. I'm going to want him back before the World Cup. I'm probably going to want him after the World Cup. Why lose the value for the sake of one a couple of weeks? If at worst comes to the worst, I might leave him first sub if I've got a decent squad. If the if the fixture's that bad, but I think Arsenal are playing well enough and they're dynamic enough in attack that he's the one that is looking to run in behind all the time. I think he'll always have a goal threat. So I think he is benchable at that price if it's a really bad game. And I don't think there's enough options around these price that I generally want instead. So I'm, I'm just, I've got other players I want to move around more, far more than him. That's fair. It's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's not, it's, it's a great consideration. Um, I just can't see who else I'd want to shift out over Martinelli at the moment, um, which is why it's come down to him, really. But... Uh, who are you looking to get, Darren? If you if you're using him as an upgrade to Zaha, I kind of get that. I'm using him as an upgrade. I'm using him as an upgrade to Madison. Yeah, I can kind of I suppose see that as well yeah. for a couple of weeks. That's one of the things on my mind. This with this Isak thing, if he's going to be out for a few weeks, one of the things I could do is Isak to Solanke and then Martinelli to Madison. Um, but I don't know. I do, I think. I'm not. I'm not convinced that's worth a hit this week, really. But you yeah. know, if if you're doing it, if you're doing it for a longer stretch, I suppose. But that would also leave me. That would also make the KDB decision for me because I, I wouldn't then have enough money to get Salah anyway. Um, but it's it's, it's it's that's definitely something that pe- other people will be looking at. They'll be looking at downgrading Isak to Solanke and then doing something with Martinelli. I would have thought because um, there's all sorts of things you could do there. You could get. You know, um, Solanke even for Isak, then you could do Martinelli to Madison or Zaha, um, or m- m- maybe even Foden if you've got money in the bank and all that kind of thing. So I think his ownership is going to drop, but um, I'll be keeping him personally. It's cool. Uh, next we have Bournemouth and Brentford. Interesting. Um, very green for Bournemouth, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah, that fixture run is is mad, isn't it? So they've got Brentford home, Leicester home, Fulham away, Southampton home. Um, then they've got West Ham, Spurs, a bit trickier. Then Leeds away. But yeah, three um, yeah three of the next four are home, um, and you know really good fixtures. So yeah, I can see this. I can see the Solanke appeal. Um, as, as I mentioned, he's with this Isak injury. He's definitely going to be popular. Um, and yeah, I don't mind it. He's a he's a talismanic. I don't mind it, but you know, don't expect him to be scoring every week. He's not going to score in every game, but he will almost certainly be value for his price. So if it helps you create a combination um, that you want, then I think it's fine. And the comparison, I know you, I know you said you were looking at Tony as an alternative, Craig. The only 
the only thing that I personally would turn me off of that is he's Tony's playing Newcastle next week and I've got Trippier and Pope um, along with a lot of other people so you've got striker against double defence there and then he's got Chelsea a couple of weeks after that so again a lot a lot of people you there's a couple of games there where you're creating probably a striker against a defender um which I don't I, I like to try and avoid um it was a reason I didn't get him last week he was it was him or Isak last week for the third striker spot with Mitrovic and with Haaland and I, that was exactly the reason why I didn't do it um for that so I, I'm not especially keen to get Tony. He, he, he seems the obvious move, but something's putting me off. That The fixtures are putting me off a bit. The, the problem I've got with Solanke isn't, isn't, isn't the fixtures so much. One, obviously, they may get a new manager soon. I'm sure a new manager will still pick him, but I'd still like to know who the new manager is before I get him in. Could be a very defensive manager or something. And two, because of who he plays for, and this may be a, a bad way to look at it, but it's the way I'm going to end up looking at it. I'll probably bench him in games. At the moment, with the three strikers I've got, I'm just going to play all three of them every week. With Solanke, if I see a reasonable... like They've got Fulham away there, three games time. I don't know what the rest of my squad's doing that week, but it's possible that I could bench him for that game if other players have got good games. And it's the sort of game he could get points in. I just feel like I'll bench a lot of his points, Solanke, or there's be a massive temptation to. And I don't want that headache. So that, that's putting me off Solanke as well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. It's a bit of a headache there. I'll, th- I'll throw in another plus for Slanky. Game week 12, if you've got, if you want to bench, say, three Man City players or you want to bench two Man City and an Arsenal, then Slanky is playing Nottingham Forest. Um, I think, is it Forest? He's definitely got, he's got a good game in game week 12. Is, is that Southampton um, at home there? Is that that week? That's Southampton at home. South is it Southampton at home? Is it? Yeah. Southampton at home. So yeah, that's another that's another plus for Solanke. Is he's got he's got a really good game in game week twelve. Um, if we knew how long Isak was out for, I'd, I'd could contemplate getting him and then doing the the reverse and holding the money back to get Isak back. So that it does feel like that next four is good. After that is okay, but not amazing. Hmm. If we knew Isak was back, well, to be fair, Tony's fixtures get a lot better, strangely, after the next four uh, as well. So maybe he could be a, a sort of a short-term pick, Solanke. But I'd be definitely inclined to hold some money back to be able to upgrade him again straight after. But and, but that's the sort of time I'm going to be wanting Jesus back as well, I think. I've, I've, I've got rid of him for now, Jesus, but I'm fully aware that I might want him back before the World Cup as well. Martin woke up and decided today to go on a crusade to convert people to Solanke. And by, by no. half past nine this evening, he's converted Craig. <laughs> I'm not trying to convert anybody. I'm just trying to, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, put the pros and cons. I mean, it's just, I'm, I'm thinking of getting him and I just think. Uh, See why? It's, it's, it's tempting. I mean, I wouldn't, it's only because of this Isak thing. If, um, if Isak was fit, then it wouldn't it wouldn't be on my mind at all. But I'm happy with my front three. But what do you it's, think it's... about Bournemouth defender at this run? Um, I think none of them are cheap enough, are they? No, Zamora four point four ain't bad. Yeah, but are you really going to pick him ahead of Emerson oh, or Patterson or Fafana? Yeah, Williams probably not. No, you're right. I'm not. I'd consider a midfielder as really if you if you're in a 
if you're in a squad where you've got two cheap midfielders, you need a second one to go with Andreas. A lot of people, like I was considering Bailey on my wild card if I wanted to spend more elsewhere. Yeah. Um, maybe one of their midfielders are cheap enough to have as a, a reasonable bench option. Um, I don't know which one, to be honest. I, don't, I haven't really studied Bournemouth midfielders. But there, there might be one, uh, sort of a, a 4.5 price who plays a lot. Again, the, a new manager may come in and pick, um, pick, pick someone else. So, I had to start. They're not showing enough for me, Bournemouth, even with good fixtures to warrant having their players. I think that's where I stand with them at the minute. So I can see, I can, I can see the appeal of Solanke at least as a short term. Yeah, pick. I don't think anyone else. Okay, should we move on? Yeah, let's go to the next. Palace, uh, Chelsea. Hardest uh, game of the weekend to call this one, I think. Yeah, oh, it... very difficult this one. I hope you're. I hope you're right that Salah's. Um, sorry, not Salah Zaha's in for Starman Craig because I've got Zaha in. Um, I got him in on my on my wild card. I was just hoping to be. See, that was that was before. I think before we knew that Brighton Palace would be um, would be off. But um, hopefully, I'm a little bit ahead with that Zaha move because I think he's going to be very popular from sort of game week 10 onwards. I mean, I think a lot of game week nine wildcarders are going to get him in, I think. But. Worth noting that Chelsea haven't lost to Palace in the last five and they do have some pretty decent scores against them. Yeah, that was, I did make that note. So last five in this fixture in the league is uh, Palace two, Chelsea three, Chelsea four, Palace nil, Palace one, Chelsea four, Chelsea three, Palace nil, and Palace nil, Chelsea one. So yeah, they've got a really good record against them actually. Do you reckon it's a better gauge to see how well Brighton have done against Palace just because it's Potter? I, I don't um, know what how he's done. Yeah, maybe that's a strange. Yeah. It's a strange fixture for them though, isn't it? Because it's always a a, a, um, a bit of a scrap, isn't it? Palace against Brighton. Um, they, I, 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 I'm I'm pretty sure off the top off the top of my head that your the, the history of Brighton Palace with Potter in charge was that Brighton would always be winning until or one of the two teams would be one nil up until stoppage time and then the other team would score. Um <laughs> there was a there was a lot of that in that fixture, I think. So, yeah, I think, I think Zaha's would say he's booked in pretty much for me next week for, for Bowen and that's going to free me up some money to do some other things. That was always the plan. Uh, penciled in transfer I didn't really feel like I wanted Zaha for a blank last week and then this Chelsea game you mentioned before I already had Reese James in it so I thought yeah. I'd leave book that move in and just pump Bowen for a couple of weeks to see see if I got anything so yeah I think his price will definitely go up in the coming weeks and the only thing saving us at the minute is wild card is that doesn't influence the, the price change does it I don't no. know so we you might could... get away with it, or I might get away with it for a week if, if it's wild carders that are doing it this week yeah, yeah, he may do, but uh, yeah, I've got him in ready. I kind of, I kind of wish I thought I'd gone started with Madison now, but um, we'll have to see how we'll have to see how that goes. I, th- I probably would have moved Madison to Zaha afterwards anyway, so it's only a week. But so this result could be three 0 either way or a draw. I really don't know. We don't quite know. We haven't seen a league game with Potter yet. Have we? Palace could run rings around them. Palace defensively, I think we've shown on the previous pod defensively not been amazing. So Chelsea could, if Potter gets it right with the right players, Chelsea could thrash Palace. I wouldn't be overly surprised. Um, I think I just because I didn't know what to do. I, p- I predicted a draw, but that's very tentative, shall we say? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, 
Yeah, if you own players in this game, you play them all, don't you? Maybe you could maybe consider benching for Fana, I guess. I've got Guihi in my, uh, I still don't know how you pronounce his name. I'll put him in my wildcard team. Um, not at the moment, I think I, may, I think I might bench him at the minute. My, my squad's actually quite strong this week. I could, it's not again, I'm not going to bench boost, but it's a strong enough bench to bench boost. I think I've got three home players on the bench. Andreas. You know what? I looked at my bench earlier and thought that was a consideration as well. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to do it to bench, to play Andreas Guihi and whoever the other one is on my No, bench. I've got slightly better than that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm even I'm like I mean that run for Crystal Palace is really nice and even I've got to consider a Crystal Palace player somewhere. Yeah, I think I think if you're on wildcard now you probably want you probably want a Palace player in your squad. They're they're another one again game week 12 where you pro- you're probably going to have three blanks on your bench. They're at home to Wolves. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one of the reasons that Gehi and Anderson are going to be popular, I think, because they've got good fixtures anyway. And then in a week where you're struggling for players, they've got a, a good home game. But... Do you reckon many will free hit in 12? Um, um, not for one fixture, I wouldn't have thought. Not many. But if you carry in five to six players, though, if Arsenal had better games up until then, maybe because City and City, to be fair, the City got Liverpool a week before Arsenal have got an iffy run all the way through pretty much from now. If they had good runs up until then and good runs after, and there was a real reason to keep six from those two teams, I'd, I'd maybe think about it. But I don't think the fixtures are quite there, even though they're probably the best two teams in the league at the minute based on next year and stuff. I think it's. Thought I'd ask. Yeah, no, it's not guaranteed to be a week second half of the season where it's better, is it? No, there's always no. there's never guarantees. No. Um, okay. On to uh, probably what's going to be the shit box of the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's tough this one because Fulham have conceded in all of their home games so far. They've also oh. scored in all their home games. So, but so both teams to score is every home game for Fulham so far. Um, but Newcastle's xG away so far. Has been much lower than their home games. Um, I'm the but... only one on the Newcastle win. Well, Newcastle yeah. haven't got any forwards at the minute. Is my my that opinion. that that was the other thing that panicked me, and I put them only for two goals. <laughs> but, yeah, uh... that was going to be yeah that was going to be the the, uh, just the sort of end of that that point I was trying to make there that they've looked less potent away from home anyway, um, and they're also missing. Uh, they're also missing a load of forward players, so I don't know. I quite fancy Fulham to. I I heard Wilson's back. He just needs to be very careful. I wouldn't be surprised if Joe Linton starts this up front, and maybe Wilson gets twenty minutes at the end. I think Woods out and Isak's out. So yeah, Wood out. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it looks like I think that by default they'd have to put Joe Linton back up front for for one game here. Which may work, I don't know. Uh, it's not guaranteed. He, he did play, spend the whole season pretty much up front for them, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he uh, did, yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah, he wasn't much good there, but yeah, no. he's done it. <laughs> he's done it before. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah, it's a strange one, because you, you, the way Fulham are playing, you definitely fancy them to, to score a goal, I think. And then, can I really see Newcastle scoring more than once? I'm not sure. Well, but then, I thought Trippier would score a free kick, and that's why I gave him my top pick. <laughs> okay, that was that. 
It's a very specific prediction. It was, it was, free it was kick. definitely very specific, but <laughs> I thought, you know, that's what I'm going to go for. <laughs> yeah, another good game for Mitro, isn't it? I think definitely. Yeah, I've got Mitro v double defence. What do I do here? Hope for a nil-nil. Probably double yeah. defence is better for me than a Mitro goal. Yeah, yeah. There was there was rumours he was injured as well, wasn't it? But I think they've been poo-pooed, as you say. Yeah, well, we, we, not, because he's meant to be such a hard man, I think he's going to be okay and get through it. I think he's. Is it? Is he playing now? Is it tonight that they play or tomorrow? Might be tomorrow. Um, I don't know. Um, Let me have a quick look. I'll have a quick look. Uh, definitely. I'll, well, we have a quick look. I'll I'll swap. I'll swap to the next slide. It's not tonight. Okay. Tomorrow. So we'll find out tomorrow then if he plays for Serbia or not. Liverpool Brighton. Oh, I've me messed up. I've said Brighton will score. <laughs> well, they might. They might. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tricky. It's tricky. This isn't it from Brighton perspective. Obviously, with a new manager, like how quickly is he going to try and implement his style? I was watching um, um, on uh, on on Planet FPL because I'm advanced here. I get the talking tactics videos that James does. Yeah, you do. Yeah, and he does it. He did a feature on the new. Brighton manager um, and it's really interesting the way they play They he likes to invite a press and obviously Liverpool are the, one of the best pressing teams in Europe say, so it's dangerous <laughs> it could be yeah it could be dangerous but how quickly is he going to try and implement that you know going to Anfield away in his first game um, you know who they knows a press all the way back to the goalkeeper as well don't they the, the... yeah all the way <laughs> back it's really interesting like they if you watch clips of uh particularly as Shakhtar team, like they will literally, the centre-back will literally just stand with the ball. It'll just stand still with the ball until someone comes and presses them. They're, they're happy to do that or they'll just pass it. This is a note for Sky as well because I was thinking, oh, fuck, I've got Duncan Sky. Like, is, is he going to be good for passing? They'll, they'll literally just keep passing the ball, just keep playing one, you know, back and forward to each other until someone comes and presses them. Um, so, yeah, it's quite interesting. But... Um, it sounds like suicide, doesn't it? <laughs> Genuinely feels like suicide. With, with Sassuolo, that's the thing. It'll either work wonderfully for the for attacking because obviously they drag players out of position and then other players build a space and they can build from there. But if they get mugged for the ball, especially in the early days of the Zerbi, when the players obviously got to get used to what's being asked of them, Liverpool ain't the team to really do that with first up, is it? I don't, I don't know how much Duncan Webster can, can do this sort of thing. Maybe it'll, they'll be brilliant at it, but... It's kind of why I want Salah because if Liverpool, you can see a few defensive mistakes creeping in game week one under the Zerbi, I think. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, but again, you know, this this guy's not stupid. You know, he might he might just look at it and say, "Well, we're away to Liverpool first up. Like, we're not going to try and implement this, you know, too much too soon." But it will be it will be interesting. But uh, I mean, if they do try and do it straight off the bat, then yeah, it could be. A, could be a fun watch because obviously they'll still be learning it. But um, yeah, there's definitely high upside for Liverpool here, I think, potentially. Yeah, that's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a big one. I've got Luis Diaz and Trent. So Are we uh, anyone else from Liverpool? What 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 are we thought thinking about Darwin again now? Is he an option as a especially as an Isak replacement? I know it's like a two million difference, but if you can find a way to yeah, fund I, it. Jota's mm. back as well, so I just I was going to say, I don't know if I'd even prefer Jota at the moment. You've got to be careful. Like, simple as that, really, isn't it? Yeah. 
this is a situation we didn't want like all the five attackers all fit at the same time yeah yeah, yeah it's difficult <laughs> yeah I, I don't know i have to see nunez playing continuously and start scoring for me to go yeah he's he's, he's fine now um i think he'll just be rotated with Jota. i just don't fancy it um i need to see liverpool playing better overall in all fairness um before i do anything there but uh, they do have a nice little run a lot of hype on Matip and Thiago, especially coming back and the impact that has on the team in general. Yeah, um, huge Thiago. Yeah, okay. Uh, next up, we've got Southampton Everton. Oh, Jesus, the lowest score. Look at us. Look at our mm. score predictions. It's uh, pretty grim, isn't it? It's I, 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 re- I realised earlier um, that I've put nil-nil despite the fact I put James Ward-Prowse in my, in my team. Thinking about this game, confident um, man. I, th- I just think, I just think, annoyingly that every week that goes by, I have to accept that Everton, particularly defensively, um, aren't as bad as I thought they'd be. So I hold my hands up, but um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a bit probably blood and thunder. This isn't it. Um, they just could just both sort of press each other out of the game. I can see it being a bit, a bit scrappy this one. Um, I'm not really... Yeah, I don't think Southampton had much threat against us last week. We we can be shaky as hell at the back. I I wouldn't trust our defence, but they weren't overly troubled by Southampton last week. And Everton have got a knack at them, and they're just making games quite scruffy, right? They're quite resolute at the back. Two DMs Mm. that run around and be a nuisance and hope that the likes of Gordon and Gray have got that little X-factor moment in them to, to win them the game. Feels like the sort of game where that sort of thing might happen to me, this one. Yeah, I think so. I could definitely see it being one one goal either way. Although, I mean, saying that goals change games, right? If if one of them scores early, then it could be it could be completely different. But I think, yeah, we we all feel that this this is going to be potentially a tight game. Not much in it. Um, yeah, I only went I only went for Che Adams to be top scorer because I own him, and it'd be quite nice to get a return from him because I'll be fair to you, he's getting punted off after this game if he doesn't do it. I mean, yeah, he's punted off after this game anyway. Um, but he needs to do something. He's just done nothing since I got him in. I took a punt on him and it's just not worked. I think it's highly likely that I won't own a player from either of these two teams all season. Unless I get one of them gets an amazing double game week or something down the line and I have to have one. I can, I can feel myself not going anywhere near these two teams. Defence aren't quite cheap enough, are they? If Patterson, was, is he possibly out? Of this, yeah, he came off in the in the Scotland Ukraine game, didn't he? I think if if I had my way again, should I have got him on wild card over Emerson? Maybe he's a bit more nailed, isn't he? I've got Emerson, and he obviously came on for a very valid thirty seconds in the Everton game and got me one point. But going to Patterson would have been better long term. But I don't know who's better out of those two yet. Um, but yeah, it's not very inspiring either of these two, are they? No, let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> We can look forward, Darren. We'll look forward to Ward Prowse sticking a couple of free kicks on Che Adams' head at the weekend. <laughs> Do you know what? You and I will be both be happy. We'll be we'll be gleaming <laughs> next week. You never know. Well, West Ham. Uh, West Ham Wolves. So yeah, Bowen holders uh, live in hope for another week. Um, so me and Craig have, have backed Bowen to deliver in this game. Darren, you've gone for Paqueta. Why do you think but that again, is? Like, because you, you've got him in your team. <laughs> yeah. Hoping he reads this and thinks, oh, I better play for Darren. 
I thought he was quite. I thought he was a problem for West Ham against Everton. Personally, I think he's obviously new to the league and to the club, and he was playing as a ten. And I just felt like he was just a bit slow at everything, slow with a bit of movement, slow to release the ball, maybe a bit off it tempo wise. And I think West Ham had some openings in the Everton game if he was maybe released the ball a little bit quicker and things. So he's obviously learning. I'm not digging him up. He's he's, he's new. But so when that starts to flourish, he's clearly a good player from his time in France. So when when he gets yeah, he up to speed, West Ham, I think we are maybe a slightly different animal going forward. But I'm hoping this is the game he kicks in because yeah, he's had a couple of weeks to. I don't know if he's been on international duty or not, but he's had a couple of weeks to. He no, he don't you know. believe he has. I'm yeah. hoping kind of. I mean, I held. I wanted him for the run. You know, this is the second game of it. Fulham and Southampton next. I'd be stupid to get rid of him for Fulham and Southampton unless he got injured. I, you know, I think he'll play. So, hopefully, hopefully something comes of it. Don't say that, Darren. I'm thinking of sending Bowen for those two games to get Zaha in. What Fulham <laughs> and Southampton? Well, I got Bowen and Madison thinking one of those two are going for Zaha. I'll give them two nah. weeks. Which one's worse? I can't. I, I can't work. Get all three. You of can't them. dump Bowen before Fulham and Southampton. Well, who am I gonna? I'm not gonna dump Martinelli. I'm not gonna dump one of the premium mids, and I can't upgrade Andreas. So one of them's got to go if I want Zaha. Well, I guess Zaha's missing out. <laughs> Boo hoo! <laughs> I mean, are you honestly? But yeah, that's it's tricky. That you've left. That's very tricky. I was gonna say spot there. Maybe mm. it's Martinelli then if I can fund it. But then I have to pay I'm, to get back again. Definitely. I mean, at the end of the day, it'd be Martinelli for those two plus the blank. So it's not the worst choice. Another reason why Martinelli's expendable for me. Jesus isn't, you know, Jesus is only staying with me for a, for um, a game or two. I think he's definitely one that I want out for the blank to and see where I am at that point. But uh, that's another Probably, I'll probably get a double double figure return here, goal and assist, and he'll make my life really difficult then. Because if he gets yeah. if he gets points in this game, if he, if he blanks in this one, I think I'll definitely go through with it. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, he's another. He's, an, he's another one. We, again, we mentioned it on the wildcard pod when we were talking about Bowen and Son, and you know, don't don't write them off. Um, didn't score until game week seven. Um, Bowen last season, right. and then he bloody and, smashed it, <laughs> and then obviously still still managed to get over two hundred points. So I know it's game week nine now, but obviously game week eight didn't exist. So. It's, it's still around about the same time that he kicked into gear last season. Jesus, really? Didn't so, score, he didn't. He didn't do well until that point, and then he got over two hundred points. That's pretty fun, good going, isn't it? Didn't score until game week seven last didn't season. Didn't know that. There you go. His numbers against Everton were like really good as well. I think it was like four chances created and like three attempts or something. When it looked like West Ham didn't do anything, the fact he had seven reasonable chances to be involved is quite quite promising, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's he's going to be an awkward one moving forward, I think. And then okay. Wolves, not really much interest from me. But um, I was getting confused with Bournemouth and Wolves earlier. It's Wolves that play Nottingham Forest at home in game week twelve. So if you are still clinging on to Neto for grim death or <laughs> anyone else from Wolves um, before you sell them, I would just think: Are you going to regret that because they've got Forest Forest at home in twelve? No, it's um, eleven. No, uh, Crystal Palace is twelve. 11. Oh shit! So yeah, it is. I oh, ignore that. But they, oh, yeah, it, yeah, that's nonsense then. So, <laughs> but they do have Forest. Diego Costa. In. Got, Diego Costa is the answer to it. Diego Costa. No, <laughs> I tell you what. Right, ignore that. Forget Wolves. You don't need Wolves. You don't even need them for game week twelve. Just get man, on, man on improvement. <laughs> brainstorm. Next week we could put 
the 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 game weeks in here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll do a whole slide dedicated to who's playing Nottingham Forest in game week twelve. So no, we won't do that. <laughs> <laughs> just just make it easier for ourselves and the listeners at home. Just the, just the numbers in there, that'll do. Um, no, yeah, you, yeah. You're, you're, you're right, mine. Uh, Wolves are terrible, and I have no desire to get any of their players. Simple as. Yep. Um, next is the, the the Manchester derby, and it is a derby. Well, yes, Manchester derby. Yep, none of that crap. Um, Ireland eighty one percent owned now, uh, which is yeah crazy numbers. Madness. What do you think is the O's going to be for this game? How many do you think we'll captain him? Sort of half of that figure or more than half? More than half, I would say. I've got him captain. You two? Yeah. Yeah, I have at the moment. I'm, I'm not going to... I want to think about it this week. I'm not going to completely rule out that I will bring Salah Red and captain him. Um, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's good. I mean, it's good against the grain, it would be. It would be... Definitely a good shout. I think, yeah, to have Salah as a differential is, you know, it, it could be, it could be good. Um, and even if, say, say Harland scores a brace and Salah scores once, like Harland's not really going to be that far in front, is he? Because Salah will get an extra point for the goal. Say he gets a clean sheet as well, and say Salah gets max bonus and Harland doesn't. Which is possible because you know somebody like KDB um, or Cancelo, if they keep a clean sheet, could could pick up Max Bonus instead of Haaland. I think it's a reasonable thing to do. I don't think it's you know I don't think it's crazy by any means. But... Yeah, I suppose Haaland scores two goals and gets two bonus points. That's twelve points. Salah gets one goal, man of the match, and a clean sheet, and I think that's eleven points just for something yeah. that seems far more likely. So. I'm I'm interested what happened in game week eleven with Haaland because that's the week, understandably, it's Liverpool away where I might not captain. I think quite a few people I've been speaking to are still looking at captaining him even for that game. I'm not. Um, I'm I'm really really considering getting rid of Haaland for two for two games then. If, the if I didn't have quite so much money tied up in him and the fact you're gonna you're gonna have to get him back, aren't you? You can't go without him. I don't think when. Yeah, I, I probably will get him back. So I might go to somebody roughly. I'll make sure I save enough to get him back. But I think for two games, Liverpool and the blank, I think I might try to take a gamble on someone like Kane or something. I can't remember who's playing around that time. I'd need to look. Well, I don't want to get to a point of is having, say, 10 players that game, like three subs on the who are Man City and Arsenal game players on that. On that. I don't want to get to that point. Which is why I mentioned the free hit. It's just so hard to fund a good team this year in some yeah. ways that to sell Martinelli and Haaland, especially if you want both of them back. I was looking at getting money. Pay Zeus just money so, I mean, like I've got six players at the moment for Man City and Arsenal. Like, genuinely have to sort of... I've got a choice. I either start to roll them out now and get rid of them gradually, week by week, now Martinelli's easy for me this week because I want to, I want Madison in and that's fine. He's Martinelli's not been doing great in the last couple of games, so I'm I'm okay. I'm at peace with that. But it comes to twelve and I've got five players that I can't play. Who's the other ones? Uh, Saliba, 
Martinelli, Jesus, Haaland, Foden, Cancelo. Yeah, Salah is awkward. I think Jesus and Foden can probably can probably go, but the other Foden Foden is definitely was one of that's going to be definitely moving out um, as well. You're you're right. Um, So, but then I'd still have four, and it's like so that's one bench spot, one playing spot. I've only got ten players and twelve. I don't want that, and that's the problem, which is why I might honestly consider a free hit in twelve. If I and, and and not get rid of them gradually as we go along in the next couple of weeks, I don't hate it because I suppose you mostly end up free hitting when there's normally around game week thirty or something. There's a big blank, isn't there? And that's where most people tend to use the free hit. But there's no guarantees you'll get that this year. No, you may. Is it going to be possible to free hit in a double this year? Maybe. I, when, I would. I would also it. have by that time another wild card, wouldn't I? Whereas if you know if it really came up to that, I could be I could navigate such a thing with a wild card. Yeah, I don't hate it as long as I don't blow it away. <laughs> yeah, uh, it just it depends. I can either build up to be build up to twelve, gradually getting rid of them bit by bit. Martinelli this week, and then I wanted a roll. Then it was going to be like Foden and Jesus. I don't know. Um, I don't mind having one or two on the bench in twelve, but. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want no bench and one non-playing player. So I'll have to work out what it is. I mean, I'm surprised that most people don't have five, six between them of of Arsenal and Man City. Yeah, I've got four, but I say De Bruyne will become Salah at some point, and I think I'll probably sell Cancelo for Trent as well for game week twelve, Fair. which would just leave me Haaland and Martinelli. I think by the time game week twelve comes around, so that's my plan. Then I'll probably have to get a Man City back, and I want Jesus back fairly soon after that. So yeah, it's going to take some transfers, maybe even the odd hit, which I, I don't really want to do. No, no, I don't want to hit either. So I, I might have to sit down with a spreadsheet and uh, and do. It. In fact, do you know what? I fly to Edinburgh Thursday <laughs> for for a work mm. thing, um, and I'm there very early. I've got three and a half hours to kill, so I might take my laptop and sit in a cafe for an hour, <laughs> do my transfers <laughs> in Edinburgh. The, the one quick thing to point out for this specific game, um, Man City, Man United, is Man United do have been defending quite deep. So where a lot of teams try and play out from the back, starting from the goalkeeper now, that Man United are a lot more direct. De Bruyne, um, De, Bruyne, De Gea, um, I don't know if it's a fact he's not quite as capable as some of the other keepers at sort of with, with the short distribution and receiving balls under pressure and stuff, but they're a lot more direct. And Man United don't get up the pitch as quick. So I feel like they're quite deep compared to a lot of teams who try and defend with really high lines. Now, I think we saw Man City early in the season, especially that Bournemouth game where Haaland was obviously the centre-forward, but both the number eights in, in, in those games, I think it was De Bruyne and Gundogan, were, were basically playing as strikers as well. They basically had five forwards. The two wingers or wide forwards were staying on the touchline and then the two number eights were pushed up almost as number tens, maybe even, even as two other strikers with Haaland and leaving Rodri kind of patrolling the midfield by himself. If Man United defend really deep in this game, I've got a strange feeling that we could get something a bit similar with Man City pressure. There'll be obviously United have got a decent counter attack threat, so there they, they could be a chance to maybe play Bernardo and leave him a little bit deeper. But I would not be surprised here to see De Bruyne virtually playing as a second striker with with um, with Haaland just because of how deep Man United defend. So if he's playing on the edge of the box quite a lot of the game, it's obviously his long range shooting is really good. He's the main assister anyway, isn't he? which is the other reason why I don't really want to sell him for this game because I've got a feeling he's going to have a big influence on this um, and he'll be in a very advanced position. 
where it feels like Liverpool are a bit more hit and miss because they've not been playing as well. Brighton have got a new manager. I kind of feel like this is a little bit more predictable than the Liverpool game. Um, mm. but that's what weighing on my mind as well. That I think I'd be gutted if I sold De Bruyne, having just said all that, and he gets like 10, 12 points, <laughs> but he gets a couple of attacking returns. I've predicted what happened. So I, I think at the moment I'm more likely to hold him, De Bruyne, but equally, just... Man United defend well, it could be 1 0 or low scoring game, right? They've, they've, if they play. Um, Casemiro and McTominay or something quite deep. Maybe they'll shut all the midfield space down and Man City won't be able to break break through very easily. I don't yeah. know. I, w- I would definitely say they're not going to play Martinez up against Haaland. I think they will. There's no reason to change the back four, I don't think, the way it's been going lately. I think they'll play the same back four they've been, they've been playing. Hmm. That's dodgy. I would I thought they'd play Varane and somebody. Oh, Maguire. Because Martinez is... In tiny and Haaland's fucking massive. It's been Martinez and Varane, hasn't it? The last three games, four games. Uh, yeah, that's okay. In. But I just think, I mean, putting him up against Haaland against Martinez is just a bloodbath. Personally, um, yeah. Ricardo Carvalho did well in big games. He was quite small, right? Yeah, play the game right, you can yeah. do it. Carlos Poyle wasn't very big, was he? There's, there's, there's examples of it. And what would you rather have? Some, what would you rather have? A decent defender, or you know, or you know, someone that's a bit bigger? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Carlos Poyo is a completely. Yeah, I'm not sure we can compare him to Martinez. He's, a, he's an animal. But, yeah, uh, just it's just that there's a, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It might be alright. I think you've got to play the player in form. I think against Ireland, just for a bit of fun. KDB in 14 appearances against Man United. How many goals and assists do you think in 14 appearances? I would say 10 goals and 6 assists. 16 returns in 14 games you're going for. Okay. Can we play higher or lower, Martin? I'll go lower. (laughs) (laughs) I think think you've got to do a bit better than just saying lower than that. (laughs) I'll go for... I'll go nine. It's three goals, one assist in fourteen games. Wow! Really? I thought he had done. I, why did I think he had done really well when he plays Man United? Then, for some reason, I thought he'd scored two. I can I can remember two goals, and I thought he may have scored one or two extra. And I, I couldn't believe he hadn't got three or four assists or something. So this is well, strange. I genuinely know. thought he played really well all the time against Man United. The evidence is at the top, though, right? City haven't scored in. Quite a few blanks there for City at the top, isn't there? Yeah, Man United have had a decent record in recent years. Yeah, so last five league games, Man United 2, Man City 0. Man United 0, Man City 0. Man City 0, Man United 2. And then it's only it's only last season that um, City did the double over them. 2-0 at Old Trafford, 4-1 at the end. So Solskjaer can do a hatchet job on City. You'd like to think Ten Hag's got half a chance. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll, we'll see. (laughs) Um, next one. Oh, Spiller, that fl- that bloody Leeds font every week. <laughs> nice, isn't it? Yeah, I'd, it's like I'd, pissing in the snow. I didn't make any notes on this, so I was just like, "Oh fuck it, Craig's a bit of fan." Craig can talk us through this one. <laughs> yeah, keep keep it brief. Um... <laughs> 
what is what, what is the problem we've got is Ubakar Kamara's injured. He got injured in the last game. Yeah, it's a nasty one as well, isn't it? So both our summer signings with big aspirations are both now injured till the new year by the looks of things, which is not ideal. Uh, obviously, Diego Carlos already out. Um, it's a problem because I think I've said it before, Douglas Luiz isn't an especially great DM. I, I like him in the team. He's very he's our best progressive passer, but I, I don't think he's a six. Um, I think he's an eight. He's DMs. I think he's not quick enough to react to things. Um, Makes that picking our midfield a bit easier. I think having him, McGinn and Ramsey, I think we're back to that midfield again now where we had a bit of choice and flexibility before. I'm not convinced. So we're playing a few midfielders, I think, out of position. Louise is going to end up too deep. And McGinn, they're still persevering. We're playing him as an eight and he should be a 10, I think. So um, Scotland play him as a 10 and he's a bit more effective for them than what he is for us. So I don't know why I predicted 1-0 Villa because I think Leeds will probably score after all of that. But um, <laughs> that's what I thought. Genuinely. We beat them one nil in a pre-season friendly. I know it's only a friendly, but I think we did quite well against them. I think both teams, both clubs, played quite strong teams. So that friendly wasn't like we had a load of youth team players and things. So we won that game. I think we dominated and played quite well in that game. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm my one nil prediction is more optimistic than confident. Um, yeah, the thing I I went two nil Leeds just because it. It sticks in my head, that, you know, that you said in previous weeks that, you know, you're too easy to play through and, and Leeds do play quite narrow, don't they, under, under Jesse March. So that's what was that's what was in my head. But, we improved against Southampton. Was that just because Southampton's got quite a blunt attack or was that because we'd done a lot so much better? Probably a bit of both. I think we were a bit better. Um is Bamford an option, by the way, just for one as an as an Isak replacement? Yeah, definitely. I think he's back now, isn't he? We're confident he's fit. Is he gonna Yeah, yeah I know. Two off, right? Another two weeks to work on his fitness. Yeah, true. I think he's I think he's an I think he's an option, definitely. Um so they've got Villa home, Palace away. So again, you might want to consider are you putting him against your palace defence, then Arsenal home. Leicester away, Fulham home. Maybe I mean I think in a few weeks if he if he's proved to be fit, you've got you've then got a run of Leicester away, Fulham home, Liverpool away, but then Bournemouth home. I think he's a I'm I, I, I'm not sure I'd do it now, but I think in a few weeks if he's fit, it could be interesting. So everyone's got runs in a few weeks. Jesus obviously comes back as an option. Tony's fixtures are better in a few weeks. Bamford's bet fixtures are better. <laughs> so maybe we're back at mm-hmm. the point against Solanke is anyone with good games for next three <laughs> yeah. or four weeks and then everyone's fixtures get better after that. I know Watkins' fixtures are pretty good. Chelsea in the centre of that, but Leeds, Forest, Fulham, Brentford. I wouldn't rule out a, a Watkins. Well, I've got money on him, haven't I? Winning the golden boot. Again, that was more optimistic than... Thing. That's, I, 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 that's I really optimistic. I think every year he's going to score 15 plus goals and he never does. Um... You've got to back your team. Yeah, I, we're not consistently creating chances well enough. If, if we was creating chances and you just happened to be missing them, you, you, you think one day these shots are going to go in. But at the moment, we're not really giving him enough chances, I don't think, to, which is which is stupid considering the, the creative players we've got in the squad. But I think tactically we're a bit off. Um, I think we, we don't get enough bodies in the box. He's he's being asked to maybe run some channels rather than like where a lot of centre forwards these days are asked just to stay in the box like Harlan, don't move. 
I think we ask a lot more of Watkins than that. Um, so as much as I'd love to own him, I don't think I can probably do it. But th- those next two weeks aren't bad, are they? Leeds and Forest. No. Yeah. Leeds do seem... I always rated them more under um, Bielsa as being a team you could score quite a few goals against. I, I do think they probably have tightened up a bit under Marsh. I don't quite see them as quite so weak defensively now. I don't no. tend to especially see them conceding threes and fours, which I almost expected most weeks under Bielsa. So I'm not quite as keen to take them on. Like them and Southampton used to be the teams that I'd go after with, with attacking players, where now it's probably Bournemouth and Leicester at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. So I, I think it's another one to throw into the, onto the shortlist, but Watkins, but... Big question. Would you rather have him or Bamford for the next couple? Leeds are probably attacking a bit better, but he's obviously not fully fit. Then you've got Bamford, Watkins who will probably play. I'd rather have Watkins. Uh, yeah, just for, just because of the Forest game, I'd rather have Watkins. I think. And the Fulham yeah. and the Fulham and Brentford one in on my my eyes. I think you'll be fine against them. Um, even Chelsea are playing terribly at the moment, really. So he could pop up with a goal. It's not not unheard of. So yeah, Watkins easily for me in that. Maybe I have to consider him. I hadn't, considering he's a Villa player, I hadn't really thought of him as an option. He's one of those players historically that never does well when I own him and does well when I don't own him. So because no, I want Villa to do well, I don't pick him. Yeah. I believe that is the last game because I think that's the Monday night one. No. Yeah. Last, oh. uh, Forest. I keep forgetting. I, I keep forgetting. Penguin was in the chat. Um, hello, mate. Oh, <laughs> hey, Penguin. I've been forgetting for half an hour to say that. Sorry, the, the chat's quite quiet tonight. Yeah, he, obviously, he's, with, he's, with he's, uh, he's England gone. playing, but uh, but he's probably gone. I don't, even know how get, I don't even know how they're getting on. I saw we gave away a penalty. That's it. Okay, okay. Catch up after this. Um, but yeah, Leicester Forest. I'm quite looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be a good game. Nineteenth um, place, twenty. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a big game in that respect, isn't it? But um, I think there's definitely goals goals in it. Uh, we've all gone for quite high scores. So for the benefit of the pod, Craig's gone 3-2 Forest. I've gone 4-2 Leicester. And Darren's gone 3-1 Leicester. Um, so, yeah, I was interested you went for Brennan Johnson there, Craig. Is he a Solanke alternative in the short term? Uh no. Um <laughs> <I'll> <laughs> move on. <laughs> we've all done it, right? You just look at a fixture, you pick a score, and you think, I don't know to put as a top pick, so I'll just pick it as a <laughs> something. It was, if I'm being blunt, it was one it was one of those. Okay. Uh, I've just got a bit more faith, I think, for some reason, in Forest improving than I have Leicester at the moment. Which is why I think Leicester might pinch this. Uh, sorry, I think why Forest might pinch this. Um I think they've got the, the potential to be a bit better defensively. Um, when they when some of these new players start to gel and maybe play more minutes, even um, they're likely to improve. And Leicester's defense was so bad against Tottenham. No, no, yeah. Tottenham are a better team than Forest, oh, but cool. Forest could still score goals. Um, and I, I just wasn't sure who to who, who would play enough minutes up front for us. I thought Johnson's probably just a little bit safer at the moment than the other attacking options. Like Gibbs White, yeah, yeah. I was just going to put down, I think, take some set pieces, but I wasn't sure how serious that yellow flag was. Um, fair enough, yeah. I think Brennan Johnson would be on pens as well, probably. So I think, um, yeah, I, I wouldn't pick him over Slanky either. But I mean, if, you, if you're determined that you don't want Slanky, I mean, Forrest have got Leicester away, Villa home. Wolves away, yeah. In the short term, it's a, it's one of those punts that might 
might come off. He's definitely a good player. And, uh, you know, if he, get, if he gets a goal from open play and a penalty in the next few weeks. Um, but yeah, not for me, but... Um, yeah, this is the other annoying thing about this game is if I was confident he was playing up front, you know, if I was confident Dakar or Ineacho was going to start, Dakar's injured. Maybe consider that as well. But but then again, like if you know Vardy might play up on his, might it might just be like Vardy, Barnes, and Madison, might it? So I I personally think it'll be Vardy, Barnes, and Madison. I was looking at Vardy. I think Dakar is injured. He's flags definitely, but um... Madison was so good in the Tottenham game. I know that they obviously got thrashed, but every time they went forward, he looked like he was going to do something to me, Madison. And it probably didn't help by the fact that I had him first sub for that game, so I expected him to do something because obviously I wasn't going to get his points. It's just one of those sort of you twist yourself up, don't you? Thinking, I oh, of course he's going to get loads of returns because I've benched him. Um, but he did look so threatening in that game. So if he replicates anything like that here against statistically the worst. Um, defensive team in the league up to, up till now. I won't be so if someone wants is, is Adam and they want to go against Haaland with a pun. I won't put people off captaining him, Madison. I think he's one of the more rogue captains that's got upside this week. Too 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 rogue for me. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Disappointed. I don't own him. Obviously, with hindsight, if uh, if I'd known that. He was going to get a game while Zaha blanked and then have this game. Um, I'd have picked him, but yeah, hopefully it doesn't punish me too bad. And after he's been, he's been a bit of a nightmare for me because I was determined I was going to have him in pre season, wasn't I? And then the Newcastle rumour put me off, and he did. Uh, I started with Bowen instead of him, and that was a mistake as well. So he's been a bit of a killer to me so far. Yeah, it happens. We always have those players. Um... Is that it? Are we on to questions now? We are into questions. Here we are. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> What's wrong? Nothing. <laughs> I'll begin. Uh, FPL Richie has said the obvious one, Isak replacements. Play Andreas and wait. Solanke, Tony, uh, and he's only... Personally, only, definitely, interesting, keeping for next four games. We kind of have discussed this. Yeah, so I think... Most of the pod. <laughs> yeah, I think, I, think we've, I think we've covered it. I think, I think we're all probably all agreed Solanke over Tony for various different reasons in the short term. The, yeah, short term. Those, mm. if, you, if, you, if, you de- if you're personally only, definitely, keeping in for four games, then Solanke mm. is your man, I think. All green fixtures makes, no, makes perfect sense. And yeah, the, the the play Andreas and wait thing again. That's that's part of my decision. If I if I decide to get Salah in this week, then I will just play Andreas um, and bench Isak because I won't because I don't really see a striker that is worth a minus four. I wouldn't get Solanke out as well for a minus four, for example. I think Andreas's stock has fallen now. He was on all the set pieces, but William took quite a lot of them in the last game. Yeah, so yeah. if William's got to keep playing, mm. I think. Andreas isn't quite the uh, upside as what he was maybe earlier in the season. Perfectly good hold still for 4.5. Mm. But it's obviously a big weapon for him was the set pieces, wasn't it? And he seems like he's lost at least most of them now. Um, yeah, true. Okay. Um, Pep Talk has asked a bit of a more of a strategy one. 
Are you a manager who will sell a player regardless of the value invested in him if you think another might be a better for a period of fixtures? Or are you a manager who is concerned about losing value and will try and find another way to rotate the squad without losing that said player? I'm the first one. I'll sell a player regardless of value if I think another player's got a better run of fixtures. Yeah, I mean... I'm both. Yeah, I'm both as well. I'd I'd have said that, like... That if I, I'd have said Craig, you were the more the second person actually. This season, at least, you definitely it's about value. Yeah, it has been up until now because team value is so important. Second half of the season, I think. But I'm not going to sell Martin and Harland because one, I've got a lot of value tied up in them, and two, I'm going to want them back. If it was a player now who I wasn't like, if if I'm trying to think like Saliba, I had him the other week. I wasn't sure whether to sell him on my wild card. I looked at the Arsenal fixtures and looked at whether I'd want Saliba back anytime soon. I decided I didn't. So I sold him, even though I had good money tied up. I got him for 4.5. I think he's 4.8, 4.9 now. So obviously it would have made sense to hold him. I could have afforded to hold him um, and keep him as my, my fifth defender. But because I didn't want him back anytime soon, I sold him. So I, I am B, I think probably more. But a, a, I'm, I'm more than happy to sell a player for a profit if I don't intend to get them back soon. Yeah, that's what it comes down to for me as well. It depends how long you're getting rid of them for, um, and and a bit and a bit of like what's their total value as well. Like if you if you lose a load of value on Haaland, and you're then trying to buy back the most expensive player in the game, or or one of the most expensive players in the game. That's more difficult than selling Martinelli, um, you know, for a bit of a hit, and then you and then you're trying to get back someone in who's only six point something or early sevens anyway. Like that's a bit easier to manage than up the higher end, isn't it? So I think it depends really. Perfect, no problem at all. So Thomas doesn't bother turning up anymore. He just asks questions. And he's put in FPL this season. Who is the one player not from the the traditional big six teams you wish you owned but don't currently. Darren is probably Zaha. It isn't. Mine's probably Mitrovic, obviously. Okay. Uh, mine's Madison, hundred percent, as we just touched on for for the current uh, for this for this week certainly. But... Mine's mine may well be Zaha. Say so I'm going to get him in next week because I want him for that run up until the World Cup. Um, Interesting. So will I like yeah, I'd say he's on my radar to get, so yeah, I'd probably have to say him. I can't no one else jumps out that I'm busting to get that I don't have at the minute. Fair enough. Okay. Aritravo, this is a gaffer question. Don't often get these, don't do much of gaffer at the moment. It is time to move on from Robbie Brady, or is he still a hold? Mixed bag of run of fixtures coming up for Preston. Martin, I don't know if you can shed any light on that, but I don't think I can. Um I can because I'm I'm asking myself the same question. Um, so, yeah, I think it's not just the fixtures. I think he he didn't start the last game either. Um, and I think is it Mark Martinez that played ahead of him, um, and he got he got substituted around about 60, 65 minutes, and the Preston fans booed the decision to bring him off for Robbie Brady. So, um, yeah, it seems like maybe or maybe he's in danger of losing his place anyway. Um, and then I was looking at 
I mean, Preston's fixtures are quite difficult. They do have a double game week coming up, but one of those is Norwich away. Um, and I was looking at Atkinson at Bristol City, so it doesn't necessarily need to be Atkinson, but I think Bristol City is quite an interesting move down to save a bit of cash if that's what you need to do. Because um, Bristol City have got four of their next five are at home, and that also includes the double game week. Um, yes, where not everybody is doubling. It's only what was it six teams that are doubling that week. Yeah. So so you wouldn't lose the double game week that Brady's got, but you gain better fixtures and he's a bit cheaper. So I'm looking I'm looking at doing that. Like you could do it doesn't say it doesn't have to be Atkinson. You could go for De Silva or or one of the centre backs as well. But that's what I'm looking at. If you've got the money to move him up, then. I would definitely do that. Um, if you're looking sideways or down, then I think Bristol City is an option. Thank you for that insight. I have no idea what I'm doing in Gaffer at the moment. All I know is I'm potentially rolling this week. <laughs> it's not going great. Uh, best to last, I'm guessing, uh, from FPL Gill, uh, FPL Gills or David. He's put thoughts on the above with a lovely graphic of footballers Female versions of footballers. And in there we have Ronaldo, Maguire, Haaland, Son, Sterling, Nunes, Van Dyke, and Jesus. I don't know what to say about that. Like, thoughts on the above. Do we call her Hung Huang Min Daughter? Is that what we call her? Yeah, Hung Min Daughter. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, like... We had this go round a WhatsApp today, and as I as I rightly Did pointed you? out, there was. What's that? Say that again. I, I okay. I didn't realize you you got a head start on this. No, it. someone posted it earlier in WhatsApp. Um, so I had seen it, but I didn't realize you were going to put it on here. <laughs> in genuine, genuinely, didn't realize that was part of the slide today. Well, David's um, asked us a question, Darren. We uh, need to do our listener questions. <laughs> well yeah so yeah so for replying to martin thoughts on the above uh, as i rightly pointed out in the whatsapp there's two is an absolute no for me potentially a third the rest are fine now do you want to play a game of who's out and who's in oh what well, we guess yours you guess who i wouldn't <laughs> what a game the harlem one's straight out for me that one sticks out as absolutely like, not... Doesn't look Harlan. quite right, does it? Nope, Harlan's gone. <laughs> I'm guessing the other one's going to be Maguire. Correct, absolutely not. <laughs> the Maguire one, it's been bugging me um, all afternoon since David posted that, who Maguire reminds me of. And it's um, it's the one, oh, I've forgotten her name, um, but she she used to be in Home and Away and she was in Prison Break as well. She was, um, uh, she was Link's girlfriend in Prison Break. I don't remember, but I'll have to go back and I'll have to do this now. That's who, um, that's who he looks like. Oh, when Nunes looks like Dua Lipa. That's the best look like there. I, I think. mean, oh Nunes God. is a, I mean, Nunes is fire. She's right up there. The, <laughs> I mean, the only other one that I can't make my mind up on, I, I like the hair, but Van Dyke just, it, I don't know, there's something about Van Dyke that's just a bit for me. The rest of them, absolutely fine. Van Dyke looks like pretty Patel as um FPL. Yeah, I can see I can see that. I can FPL, see that. The FPL Richie pointed that out. And yeah, I can't unsee that now. So that's straight <laughs> yeah, in the beer. I'm right, yeah. I can understand that, but no, otherwise they're fine. Dar the Darwin Nunes one, 
I I agree. I was instantly drawn to that one, um, even though it doesn't look that different to what he looks like anyway, which is a bit worrying. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't need to say that, in mind. Leave that bit out. But, oh uh, dear. What I also I think my preference is for Jesus. I think if we if we rank in top one, I'll, I'll, I'll pick Jesus. As, Jesus is good. Oh, Jesus is decent. Yeah. I can't, I like Sonny. Not gonna lie. Sonny's a good one. Um, yeah. The other. The, the Sterling one is giving me um, Viv from Fresh Prince vibes. <laughs> yes, that's too much. Yes. Of a, too much of a motherly figure for me. Um, Fair. And then yeah, Dar- Darwin Nunes. If you painted his face blue and put a yellow stripe down his nose, um, you could stick him in Avatar, couldn't you? Actually, yeah. <laughs> that Van Dyke pretty Patel one is so good now you've said it yeah it, it is now it's put it's, no, no, there you go there's my third it's out done <laughs> you, you ruined it for me but uh, at least we're all well, at least we're all agreeing uh, on the on the three that would the problem with Jesus is you put her in one of those cardigans and she looks like someone that belongs in high school musical to me which is far too young for someone that I should be fancying so that's my one problem with, I, I think she looks quite young Jesus there am I the only one seeing that no, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't see that, but that's that's okay. absolutely fine. We're, 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 I think it's probably best we leave it there. <laughs> wow, there you go. There we go. We'll, we'll let end on a high. Like, follow, subscribe, guys. Let us know you're out there. Smash a like, hit the subscribe button. We're here every week. We've got a genuine uh, comment to request stuff. this week. Put your comments below on who you like out of those eight male to female footballers we've actually got something genuine to ask for, for a yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. let's know <laughs> idea that love it um <laughs> right guys see you Done. next time cheers boys cheers lads thank you very much